relax, you got nothing to lose. What do you think I'm about to show you? The female of the species is more deadly than a male. Show me your movie, you can say it again. Just wait till you see what I did at the end. The female of the species is more deadly than a male. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the More Deadly Podcast, where we review horror movies directed exclusively by women-identified directors, which prove that the female of the species is more deadly than the male. More Deadly is a trans-inclusive podcast where we celebrate the work of cis and trans women, as well as non-binary filmmakers who are comfortable being included in a space that centers the work of women. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me back back again is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. It's Ariel. Hi. <laughs> hey, girl, 2023. Welcome back. I know. I know. We took an unexpected break. It's so nice to hear your voice. I know. I've missed you like crazy. For those who don't know, we have a bunch of other podcasts and we were a little bit backlogged on one of them. So we decided <laughs> to take the month of December to really focus on getting caught up so that we could start 2023 with a clean slate yep. and just give you the best content possible without us like having the psychic weight of all this stuff that was behind. So, <laughs> so yeah. So we're back. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, totally. Yeah. On that note, let's talk about last year. <laughs> Just kidding. But how have you been? Seriously, I, you know I miss you and I always love I my know. aerial quality time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been good. I've been good. You know, 2022 was a, a little bit of a bummer in some ways, but yeah. we're starting a new year. Yeah. And you know, you and I recorded the zombie girls the other day and mm -hmm. you were all like hyping up 2023. It's going to be a good year. So I'm trying to like get on I'm my level. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was looking at that empty calendar. I was just like nothing, nothing but possibility <laughs> as far as every one of these days could have a new adventure in it. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who yeah, exactly. knows? So I don't know. I'm excited. I feel like I have exciting plans for this year i think the show is going to do really exciting things i think it's yes. going to continue to grow we've made new friends over the last year that i think that friend those friendships are going to flourish you may be hearing a, a voice that you heard last year returning this year which we're very excited about <laughs> there's some amazing movies coming out directed by women that we're really excited about and hopefully we're going to get to talk to a lot of the women that make those films i don't know i just feel like 2023 knock on wood knock on all the wood it's going to be amazing for yeah, us I, personally I and agree. the yeah, it's so cool because, you know, we did 12 different interviews this year, which was way mm -hmm. more than we had done the previous year. And so I'm hoping in 2023 we get to talk to even more women because it was pretty amazing. Everybody That's had such interesting things to say. So. That's awesome. That, yeah. So I've been in way too many business meetings. I'm like, okay, so we're averaging one per month. Like, what is our next goal? <laughs> like, do we want to like double that? Do we want to? <laughs> sure. I mean, that would be amazing. Maybe yeah. we should try to double it because if I got to talk to 24 incredible, passionate, creative, intelligent women, that would not be a bad way to yeah, spend the year. Yeah, that would be spectacular. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, that was definitely one of the high points 
points of this year? Like I wanted to, I, one of the questions I did want to ask you as we get into this is just what are some of your best memories from 2023 that are horror related? Okay. Okay. So I'm asking you, so what were some oh. of your best memories? <laughs> you said as we get into this. So I thought that you were like preparing me for a question oh, you were going to be asking no. me later. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Would you prefer that? We can circle no, back no, if you no, want. Fine. <laughs> so what are some of your best memories from 2023 that are horror related? Yeah, well, just in terms of the podcast, we were just yeah. talking about interviews. Interviewing Rachel Talalay, who directed yeah. Freddy's Dead, was definitely, yeah. I feel like, a podcasting yeah. high, mm-hmm. <laughs> high point. Mm-hmm. And then we just had so many amazing guests come on, too, which is something we hadn't really done too much yeah. of before right. 2022. And that was really exciting because, one, a lot of them picked movies. I don't know that we necessarily would have watched right away (laughs) like a lot of them had sort of been ones that either we hadn't heard of or that were backburnered so I think that was really cool and just hearing other people's perspectives too yeah and I mean podcasting at the end of the day it is it's a kind of an isolated adventure but there is a community there and when you can kind of like touch that and feel a part of that I think it's really exciting Yeah, yeah definitely I mean like when I started working on our social media I had never really spent that much time on social media yeah you would never guess you're so good at it so it was all very new but getting to communicate with both like listeners but especially also people like other podcasters that was Mm -hmm. very cool because there is this like whole community of people who are just like super passionate about horror movies and the same way we are and so getting to communicate with them on a regular basis has Mm -hmm. been really fun yeah definitely i totally agree with you yeah, I think another really big high point for me, like, was right at the beginning of the year when we had the Adams family on. Oh my God, they are the best. The best. <laughs> I love them. Yes, I love their movies. I love their whole vibe. I love how talented they are, mm-hmm. and they were so charming. I know. I know. I was like, how do we get adopted in? Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cool. Like I can sew. I'll make costumes. I can do hair and makeup. I can write our press releases. <laughs> I have skills is what I'm saying. Let me in. <laughs> no, they're amazing. And it was such a fun conversation. I was not surprised at all. It was exactly as I hoped it would be. But it's always so much fun when you really admire somebody's work and you really are excited about what they're doing and what they're going to be doing to like have that experience of talking about those things and getting insights. And because we do so much projection and tinfoil hatting when we're talking about these. So to like actually get those answers and see not only hear how they work, but watch them do it in real time was yes, so cool. It was so cool, yeah. <laughs> and hearing about sort of why and how they made the decisions that they made was also really yeah. great. And also just, you know, sometimes when you really like a, an artist's work, it yeah. can sometimes be disappointing when you actually get the chance to hear them speak. But yeah. this was not a no. disappointment. They lived no. up to all of my expectations and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, this is not the last time we will be talking about the Adams family yep. tonight. So so we'll move on. So we'll yeah. move on. Okay, what about, we talked, again, we talked in larger trends on the Zombie Girls year-end episode. But what are things that pertain specifically to maybe women in horror? Like the, when we talk about the movies we watched this year that came from this year, did you see any sort of major trends or anything like that? 
Yeah, that's actually a really good question because one of the things I do think I noticed is a lot more horror comedy. Mm. Because I feel like in past years, we haven't gotten as many women-directed horror comedies as we did this year. That's interesting. Like, they've been much more dramatic. It feels that way, yeah. Mm. Like, really funny, really clever movies. And, I mean, I think continuing the trend of, like, really diving into women's head spaces and and traumatic experiences is still Mm -hmm. there. But I also really appreciate that we're getting the funny stuff, too. Yeah. I noticed this year that there were a lot of new women directors, but they were also – this is the first year we've had it where we're like – She's back. Yes. <laughs> Where we're seeing filmmakers that we've talked about or we've covered their films or we've spoken to coming yep. back for second, third, fourth films. That to me was really exciting. It is super exciting. Seeing Jennifer Reeder come out with a new film and Bria Grant come out with a new film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like those are two people we've spoken to, but they're are other ones where this was the second time around where it was really, really exciting to see that it wasn't just like a they got this opportunity to make this film and then they weren't able to get funding again or have access again so to see that they like not only got to make these films but have managed to sort of elbow their way into the industry and like get to make films that are like years and years and years apart was really really cool i think yeah i think that's really exciting it's been fun to to even cover them on the podcast and be like yeah we covered these guys last time (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think it's going away. Uh, Just I'll tip my hand. In the extended episode, we're talking about the movies that are coming in 2023 that we know about. Hitch, there are many. Mm -hmm. And there are some very familiar names in the bunch. Yeah. So that is exciting. exciting. Very exciting stuff. Should we get into our top 10 women directed horror films of 2023? Yeah, let's do it. Or 2022. Look at me. I'm already trying to (laughs) skip to the future. Cheers. I'm like, see, I have 2022 is so last year. I'm over it. I've moved on. (laughs) Wiped it from your memory. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. All right, cool. So methodology. So the way that we approached this was it's the same way we do on Zombie Girls, where you and I each individually put together our list of top tens. And then what they we would order them one through ten. The number one spot gets ten points. The number two spot gets nine points and so on and so forth. And then they each get an additional bonus point for being on a list. For an example, if there is a movie that is in the number one spot for me, it would get 10 points. But if it's only on my list, it would also get only get one additional point. However, if it was on your list as well, it would get 10 points plus whatever points you had put on it and then two points for bonus points. The point being that if it's a movie that's speaking to both of us, it should get a little bit of a bonus, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> you and I had almost <laughs> the exact same movies on our list. <laughs> so everything so I was funny. like, plus two, plus two, plus two, <laughs> plus two. And there are a couple of, when we get into this list, there are more than one ties, uh, which are just kind of slotted in based on uh, alphabetical order. Because okay. there's one where it's just transposed. Like you had num- it in the number three spot and I had it in the number four. And then on okay, your list, it was gotcha. like, it was just transposed. And then there were both lists. <laughs> so the math and math to a tie. So so we'll talk about those though when we get there okay does all that make sense yeah yeah all right so let's start with our number 10 movie now ariel you had this on your list this just fell short of mine so i'm gonna let you talk about the our number 10 
Okay, so our number 10 is Torn Hearts, directed okay. by Bria Grant. Yes, we are Grant heads. <laughs> we are fans. We love Bria Grant. Yes, yes, we do. 12-Hour Shift was a favorite of ours, mm-hmm. and this one also was really, really great. I mean... I just thought this movie was so much fun. And it's another one that falls into that sort of comedy area, Mm -hmm. too, because there are a lot of sort of funny and satirical moments to it. I thought the costuming was great. I thought that the gore was great. And all of the manipulation was so much fun. I just Mm -hmm. I thought this one was really, really great. Yes, this one was fantastic. Katie Seagal is a goddess. I know. Getting to hear her sing was really special yes. in this movie. Yes. The three of them singing together was mm-hmm. so cool. It was so good. And the songs were actually good, Yes. Too. The music is good. It's yeah, actually good. I mean, it's not happened. my genre, but usually when you hear the music yeah. in movies, you're like, oh, this is clearly for the movie. But <laughs> yeah. these sound like legitimate songs. Right. They did. They totally did. And the the trunk or was it a was it a trunk or was it a bureau where it's like a bureau yeah the <laughs> trunk there was a trunk in the room but the bureau is i'm guessing you're going for the like eyeball in yes. the jar yes yes <laughs> can i tell I you an so embarrassing much. story from this week oh okay it pertains, yes, please it's loosely connected to this so this movie also stars a very talented actor and writer named Joshua Leonard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember he plays sort of the creepy boyfriend slash promoter guy? Yep. yep. He was in The Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. He's an actor I know. He is an actor I admire. I had the pleasure of interviewing him this week. Okay. And it, I was very tired and it was the first interview of the morning. And for some reason, my my traitorous, traitorous eyes only saw the name Leonard. Oh no. I called him Leonard like oh, three times before he said, no. Rachel, I don't identify as a Leonard. I identify as a Joshua. <laughs> I oh wanted God. to die. Oh, I am so sorry. That's so awful. So embarrassing. <laughs> and I, I was just like, I wish I had played it off, but I was like, this is really embarrassing. I do know you're going to, I like, I fully panicked and was deeply yeah. uncool. I later kind of made a joke about it and I, I, I don't feel like it landed, but oh, I, I'm so But here's sorry. the good news okay. is it's all recorded. So I get to relive it again <laughs> when I edit the video. <laughs> it definitely is not going to be popping up in my brain. Like uh, what an intrusive thought. Oh, uh, 3 a.m. for the worst, rest of my right? life. Every time you go to sleep or take a shower, it's right there. <laughs> As we started to talk about this, I pulled up the IMDb because I just wanted to make sure I had the information in front of me in case I needed it. And I saw his face. And I was like, oh, God, that's right. He's in this. <laughs> oh, so, so now he, it will haunt me forever. Anytime right. I see him for the rest of my life, I'm going to remember him being like, pause the interview. <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name that you've said three times. Oh, God. That's a deep fear of mine, too, is that I'll Rapture, either pronounce somebody's name correctly or just get it wrong altogether. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. I mean, he was very nice about it. It's just I'm so sure. embarrassing. I, and the thing, this is the infuriating thing, and he'll never know or believe this, but I absolutely knew his name. Right. I just, right. my brain just misfired. Yeah. I have you been a fan I get it. <laughs> since the 90s, okay? The <laughs> 90s. There's been like nine presidents since I've known who he was. <laughs> 
Okay, whatever. That's not what we're here to talk about to adjudicate <laughs> today, the humiliation of one Rachel Chateau. But... You should go ahead and like plug your day job so that they can go watch this interview after you edit it. Oh, yeah. They will not see that part because I shall. <laughs> I sh this is only for the listeners to know. Although I'll share, with us. <laughs> I'll share the unedited video with you. But <laughs> if you would like to see it, but You're it so is. Kind. You can watch me just die. Oh, honestly, I'm not sure that I'm actually present. I may be haunting this podcast. <laughs> I know because how much I this left stuff my body. You, so I'm, yes, I'm not surprised <laughs> for life. It's it's in right. there for yep. life. Yep. But I don't need therapy, so don't suggest. Of course not. <laughs> Never. <laughs> anyway, back to the brilliance that is Torn Hearts. Yeah, this one gets at horizontal hostility in a way that I have rarely seen. It is quite brutal and the ending is one that oh rocked me absolutely yeah, rocked i didn't me. expect it <laughs> i mean it's super grim and yes. but oh in large part not, because it's not outlandish it like it very much reinforces the shitty ways that yeah. the world works and ultimately is kind of this fable about how if you don't have solidarity or you don't work through your shit with your friendships the patriarchy wins. Right. You're never really <laughs> going to get on top by stepping on other women. You're That's really not. Yeah. You're really not. And also Katie Seagal is a goddess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> for those of you who have not yet seen Torn Hearts, I have good news for you. It is on Prime Video streaming. So go stream it check it out it's on various other streaming services but that's the one let's face it we are all in the cult of amazon so it's available <laughs> to stream right now all right number nine mm -hmm. i saw this one but again this is one that was on your list so i'm gonna let you take it away on this one okay so our number nine is mandrake directed by lynn davison mm-hmm yeah, so I know, I think Matilda and I liked this one the most out of the group. I really liked this movie. It's really creepy. It reminds mm -hmm. me a lot of those sort of Nordic noir detective TV shows. Interesting. But folk horror thrown in. That makes a lot of sense. And so I really dug it for that reason because I love those shows. <laughs> So if you want to do something dark with like serial killers and detectives, I'm all the way in. And then you add witchy stuff to it. Hello. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I just loved it. I thought that it was really interesting and it's got a lot of like good emotional beats and the witch stuff was really creepy and interesting. And I kept thinking that it was going to go in a certain direction and then it ended up kind of subverting my expectations, which yeah. I appreciated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that it didn't make my top list has nothing to do with the quality of this film. Yeah. It has to do with the quality of the competition. <laughs> it is so tightly packed that it yes. could have really gone either way. I also really liked this film. Both of the lead actresses in this I found deeply so compelling, yes. especially the, the killer witchy lady was excellent the strange dynamic she had with her son was really creepy and the way that it i don't know like it feels like a very subversive story about the dark side of a mother's love yes interesting <laughs> yeah i thought this movie was great it was moody it was full core really stellar performances very cool there were some very cool visual moments like mm -hmm. with the children with the was it flowers on their eyes yeah. yep. oh very very cool stuff I loved how cutthroat the witch was, especially when the former lover guy shows up. Oh, and she's I know. just like, shut it down. <laughs> I was like, 
damn. I know. Damn. Like, I know you're He's the bad guy, boss. but ooh, I kind of respect it. I know. It. I know. <laughs> yeah, this one I feel like flew under the radar a little bit. It really but... did. Yeah. But I think it's worth giving it a go. It's on Shudder and AMC Plus, and it's, mm-hmm. it's really good. I would give it I a mean, chance. Circling back to an earlier conversation, we didn't touch on this, but I feel like women dominated full core this year. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like this. Um, she will. She will. Uh, you are not my mother. You are not my mother. That's the one I was trying to pull out of mm-hmm. my, my my useless brain. Those were all some of the strongest full core this year. Yeah. There's probably more that I'm not. Uh, although full core this year was also just like on and popping. Like we won't <laughs> talk about true. the other things. But there, as a full core fan, I was in heaven. Made a lot of choices <laughs> yeah. this year. Yeah. Major. Last year. Mm-hmm. Men. <laughs> there was some good <laughs> stuff out there. But Mandrake was definitely an excellent woman directed uh, entry. I, I was very you're not your my mother was like oh, I was like hard not to get that one on here I know, because I, I know I really love that one as well. Mm-hmm. So our next film was one that I saw early in the year and was very excited for people to check out because it is a type of movie that I typically struggle with, but this is the best version that I've ever seen of it, which is the one where you're watching your protagonist things spin out of control. Not because I don't like it it's because it usually causes me so much anxiety sure sure <laughs> but there is something in the execution of this film did i say what it was by the you way you did not <laughs> that is the film sissy directed by hannah barlow and kane sinnets a husband and wife team we did an episode on this because it is such a interesting and special and layered film in large part due to the incredible performances. Sissy is your main character and you're watching things spin out of her out of control, but she's so charming, she's so compelling that it was enough to kind of pull me through my own personal anxiety <laughs> and I was watching her do horrendous things and was like Oh, this is the anti-hero that I've been waiting for. <laughs> right. It's like she's she's a terrible person in so many ways. And yet, and yet you feel empathy for her and mm-hmm. enjoy watching her on screen. Because yes. there's something compelling about her mm-hmm. and kind of likable, even though she's awful. <laughs> I mean, you feel like a deep empathy and sadness yeah. for her. You really can feel that so much of what she's going through is rooted in pain and isolation right. and loneliness. So when she does these bad things, you're like, that's terrible. You should never push a man off of a cliff from his death. <laughs> but also she's very sad and hurt people hurt people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it also is such a great looking movie. It's just so cool. There, this was a year where we got definitely got to see sort of the Gen Z filmmaking kind of come to the fore Mm -hmm. and we not that we haven't seen Gen Z covered in film but this is when we're finally seeing it through the lens of actual Gen Z filmmakers and so we're getting an authentic perspective of that generation that's not so shitty and cynical I think it's easy it's it's how they treated millennials how Gen X treated millennials and and boomers treated millennials (laughs) that's rolled down to Gen Zers and so to see them kind of reach a time where they're ready to kind of tell their stories and reflect their their community and their not community but you know what I mean their their generation cultural generational cultural you know what I'm getting at yeah yeah. uh, it's very cool and interesting to see and I think this is the first year that we really saw that we're gonna talk about it again later but but yeah yeah yeah. and just the way that it 
it sort of satirized and and in kind of a send up of that influencer culture was also Mm -hmm. really great. And again, there are great comedy beats in this movie and a lot of kind of slapsticky gore to (laughs) it. (laughs) Ooh, the gore in this. Yeah, especially that end with like the face pummeling. Real good. Real good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all the head trauma in this movie is like top notch. There's so much head trauma in it. Yeah, there really is. (laughs) Now that you say that. (laughs) I mean, I just pop that watermelon is what I'm saying. Like, this is great. Pop that watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) All right. So, Sissy, if you want to see this, there's a couple places you can do it. You can find it on Shudder, and you can find it on AMC+. And you should. It's great. You're going to have a great time. All right. Number seven. Ariel, what is our number seven? Our number seven film is Bodies, 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 directed by Helena Rain. This one was so much fun. And like I said with Sissy, you get a sense, although I don't, I don't know if this person is Gen Z, but I feel like... Whoever wrote it had an actual understanding of the culture. Yeah. Because these fe- people feel authentically of that age. And yes, there is satire. And yes, it definitely pokes fun. But it feels like insider fun poking as opposed to like boomer poking. They're not yeah, like, you and sure. your avocado toast. <laughs> because I, I think that's really true. Because the people that I talk to about the movie, like Eddie on our Discord or even like some of the bloody good horror guys like Casey – felt like a lot of the jokes went over their head and Mm. i think that some of that is if you're not aware of that like what's happening in gen z or you don't spend a lot of time online you might miss some of the stuff because i think that's how tuned in it is to that particular generation yeah i think that that's definitely true I, I, the performances in this, I think, are really, really great, too. It is an A24, and it's an A24 horror comedy. It's interesting to see sort of, because they have a very specific lane, like what that looks like. Yeah. And it is a very clever, very current, very surprising take on it. I don't know. We talked about this on Zombie Girls, but I feel like this is an, a perfect example of my theory of like the impact of quote unquote elevated horror is mm. that it has just lifted all boats. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and this to me feels like it's a horror comedy about young people barely out of their teens. And I think in the horror genre, it's not impossible for that not to be just like full of dum-dums that you're waiting to get killed off. But this, <laughs> and there is some of that in this too, oh, yeah. but it's a different kind of brand of dum-dum. Like it's not the empty vessels that are just a character in their costuming. There are dum-dums in the ways that people are dum-dums in real life. There is real internal life to each and every one of these characters. And that's what I mean by it's raising all boats. Like there's still some of that sort of formulaic stuff, but it's done with a, a level of depth that maybe would not have existed in the past. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, like you're saying, all the characters are actually pretty interesting. And Mm -hmm. I appreciated also the arguments that they got into, I thought were really well written. (laughs) And sort of the way that they talk about like, mental health and judging each other from this super chronically online perspective was just really (laughs) hilarious. Yes. I felt so seen and represented by the podcast rant. (laughs) It is a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. And of course, if you want to do anything that even 
slightly resembles like an Agatha Christie story, I'm on board. So I yeah, I guess it is very enjoyable. <laughs> it is a little, and then there were none, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, and what's talked- his name was so great too, Lee Pace. He was fantastic. Oh, I know, I love Lee Pace. Yeah, I love him. Me too. I find him deeply, intrinsically charming. But we talked a lot about Barbarian on our Zombie Bites, on Zombie Girls, wherever we talk about. We always talk about how cleverly casted it is, and how mm-hmm. they really picked people in that to sort of misdirect to some degree i think the casting of pete davidson in this was inspired (laughs) inspired some of the best casting of the year was pete davidson in that particular role and you know what i liked about it he's like this total douche he's unlikable to some degree and yet Mm -hmm. i did find like i could see why they would be friends with him there's a charm yes and a humor yes that shines yes. through even his douchiness yes but I, a lot of times that douchey character you're like there's no way those people are friends with him no right. one would be around that human right he manages to be both of those things yeah. and i think that's some of it's on the page some of it's in the directing helena rain is incredible but i also think that it's just good casting of someone who kind of is that right like he's kind of a douche but you watch him on snl and you're like i kind of like you yeah yeah Yeah. exactly and i think that when you see the cell phone video at the end of how he actually died oh (laughs) yes it's i mean it's brilliant i don't know this was a really good one and i think it speaks to the quality of films that this year that these are in the lower half Mm, because in past years there's no way that any of these would be in the lower half of our list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bodies, bodies, bodies. If you would like to get your eyeballs on it and you haven't already, it's available to be to rent on all of the major rental services, Amazon, Vudu, Apple, all of those places. You can get it for around six bucks, five to six bucks. So, and I would definitely say it's worth the price of admission. Yeah, for sure. All right, number six. <laughs> I'll take this one. Thank you very <laughs> I thought much. You would. <laughs> so this is a movie that I have been shouting from the rooftops all year long. It was one of the first things I saw last year at South by Southwest, and I was just so it, it was literally the first movie I watched at that festival, and I was like, "Oh, we are off to a stellar start." <laughs> and that is the film Deadstream by Vanessa and Joseph Winter, which is kind of a modern Evil Dead through the lens of a found footage or screen life subgenre, which is something I never knew I needed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds a little weird did. when you say it, but it totally works. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's funny, it's scary. Well, I mean, it's not terrifying but it's tense it's gross very gross it is it's it pivots around an incredible performance talk about characters that are deeply unlikable and yet totally lovable Uh, joseph winter's character in this who is like uh, every annoying person on yahoo everybody who's like shock chasing personality on yahoo which are unbearable (laughs) maybe that's me my (laughs) age showing but whenever i would put on one of those i'd be like and i'm out right yes stop i can't take it it's unbearable Uh and he manages to be that but also have enough self-awareness to still be likable and i think knowing you know like part of it is a willingness to be a butt of the joke there's one joke that he makes at some point where they're like, when you were in high school, did you call, they call you crater face? And he's like, no, because it was still acne. <laughs> and I was That's like, a good one. 
You know what? Yeah. That is that is someone who is willing to make themselves the butt of the joke. And there is a constant trolling that is happening. And, you know, presumably he was involved with the creation of that trolling. That speaks to a willingness to laugh at yourself. That translates into being funny on screen. This movie is hilarious. Beef cam is one of my favorite gags of the entire year. That was hilarious. Right? Many movies have tried to be the next Evil Dead. This is the first one that I felt like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> you did it. This is a modern, <laughs> this is this is a good homage to Evil Dead. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this one too. I just think it's so ridiculous and funny and very, very gross. I'll never stop thinking about that bathtub scene because <laughs> it was just so nasty. It makes me laugh even thinking about it. And I think the way that they used the technology part of it was really mm -hmm. clever because there weren't a lot of those clunky moments that happen so often in found footage movies where you're like, who's taking this video again? Like, where is this camera angle coming from right. exactly? That doesn't make right. sense. Why are you still holding the camera? But here, the whole conceit of the movie explains all of that, why there are multiple camera angles, why the camera is still with him all this time. All of it makes sense because of the way they mm -hmm. set up the movie, which I thought was really great, as well Very as all smart. of the like cut in videos from other people that were giving yes. him extra information or the fact that as he's doing stuff and not paying attention to the comments, we can read the comments a lot of times. So mm -hmm. it was just very clever, clever filmmaking. And talking to them, it was so cool to also learn. By the way, go listen to that interview if you haven't on one of our Director's Cut episodes. But they talk about how they actually filmed in like a real haunted house, which I just think is so cool. Yes, that is so cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they like, what they their further collaborations. I know they did VHS 99, but yeah. I'm ready for another feature from them. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of you who want to watch it that has, haven't seen it yet, you can watch it on Shudder or on AMC+. So get your stream on, get some popcorn, get under a heated throw with your loved ones and get ready to have a great time, laugh, be grossed <laughs> out. You're going to, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. All right. Number five, Ariel, what's our number five? Number five is Hatching, directed by Hannah Bergholm. Oh my God. AKA one of the baddest people we talked to yes. all year. Oh my gosh. That was such a great interview. She was terrific. She was terrific. This movie is beautiful. It Absolutely. Is so stunning. So aesthetic. Gorgeous. I love like all of the pastels and the florals. Oppressive floral yeah. wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course that bird creature. Oh and my gosh. The story of how the bird creature came to be it's is one so of the baddest, cool. baddest things I heard all year long. <laughs> and it is so creepy, cute, and slimy. I just, oh my gosh, I love that animatronic so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's really special. This movie is interesting ideas about girlhood. It has interesting ideas about perfection. It has interesting ideas about a lot of things. It's like a, a fever dream of a film. I can't stop thinking about it. A year later, I'm still thinking about it and all the conversations that we had around it. And it just, I want to be lost in that that pastel world. Yeah, just me too. beautiful. Beautiful I've seen movie. this movie like four times this year because <laughs> yeah. one, I love it, but also we did our interview slash review of it on this podcast. Then we went over to plug it up and talked about it on that podcast. And then I went to Bloody Good Horror and talked about it on that podcast too. 
And uh, that's how much I love this movie that I actually enjoyed all of those conversations because it's just it's so great. There's so much fun here to be had mm -hmm. with the whole like concept of this girl and this bird. But then there's also so much emotional depth to the mother daughter relationship and the familial relationship mm -hmm. and also more stuff about influencers here, too. And mm -hmm. it's just yeah, it's a very, very enjoyable movie. If for some reason you missed this one, you got to check it out because it's it's also just really different. You yeah. Know? I mean, if like me, you love movies about girlhood and rage. <laughs> <laughs> and manifesting as a monster <laughs> it is yes. for you cannot recommend this highly enough and good news it is streaming on hulu so it's easy to get your eyeballs on it all right number four this is a really special one tell tell me what our number four movie is our number four movie is the long walk directed by maddie doe oh my god this movie <laughs> is gorgeous and so cool and so different than anything else on our list yeah it's really really special I love this movie so much and we saw it towards the beginning of 2022 and I have continued to think about it this entire past year I just think there's something really interesting done here with this sort of rural futurism in Southeast Asia mm -hmm. but also these like ruminations on grief and family and also a whole serial killer plot line. Yeah. <laughs> and the relationship that our serial killer forms with this one woman in the, in the movie is just mm -hmm. so moving and poignant and you end up really caring about him, even though you know he's done some really horrific things. And yeah. when you sort of learn how he became that and sort of the reasoning behind the choices that he's making about who he kills, it's fascinating to me. I just loved it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you know, or there's like that cliche about there's only so many stories and they've all yeah. been told and everything is derivative. I would argue... <laughs> that those people have not seen The Long Walk. There is yes. nothing else like this movie. No. It's so unique. It's so fresh. It's so, like, how did you even come up with this concept? You know, it's kind of like when we watched Everything Everywhere all at once this year. I was like, how do, how do people's brains come up with these ideas? <laughs> right? Where, because, you know, like, I'm not smart enough to think about a story that hasn't been told. So when you, but when you see it, you're just like, the human imagination is ultimately limitless. It there's we've told a lot of the stories, so maybe it's hard to find new ones. But in this case, Maddie Doe found something, and this story is incredibly special and cool. And the mechanics of how this world work are so cool and fresh, and unlike anything else I've seen. Yeah, and the acting is really, really phenomenal, even yes. with the child actor. Yeah, yeah, the child actor is great. There are subtitles. I didn't mind. It was great. Was, <laughs> that's how good it was. I was just like, I'm into this. I'm so intrigued. I'm so excited for other people to see it. I hope we've inspired some people to give it a shot because it is really, really so. cool. And I don't feel like it got enough love. There was definitely some talk at the time when it came out, but yeah. you don't. See, I I'm not seeing it on enough lists this I, year. I haven't really seen it on any, and I haven't seen enough sort of like. Uh, reviews of it or podcasts done about this movie. I think it's so special and not enough people have talked about it. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because this thing is very seeable. That's the good news. Maybe people haven't seen it, but it is very readily available. It is on Shutter. Okay. It is on AMC Plus. It is on the Roku channel and it's on Tubi. 
Oh my gosh, so, are you serious? Because when we reviewed it, it was only you could only rent it on Amazon. So that's so cool that it's all these places now. Yeah. People, you got to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, so great, and I want Maddie Doe to like make a bunch more movies. So yeah, I mean, she is an amazing trailblazing filmmaker. Yeah. yeah, she is so exciting, such a unique voice in the in the genre. I want her to make another movie so we have an excuse to get her on the show. I know. I know. I love her. She's great. She's a very cute dog. All right. She does. So number three. What is our number three, Miss Ariel? Our number three is Fresh, directed by Mimi Cave. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This one. Talk about the joys of like the catharsis of female rage. Oh, baby. Oh, my gosh. And female solidarity, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Very true. I think Matilda described it best when she said that the the final girl in this movie is female friendship. Yeah. So of course we liked it. <laughs> also castration by teeth. Like, you know what I mean? Excellent. <laughs> Excellent scene. <laughs> no, but this movie is so cool. It's just yeah. so cool. One of my favorite favorite sort of tropes in horror that I wish there was more of is a creepy dance number. Yes. I'm not uh-huh. a musical person, but if all of a sudden we get a little groove going and a little <laughs> dance number, I'm like, hell yes. This one had it. I always think of the one in Ex Machina that was really, really good. Oh, uh-huh. yep. And then this year in Severance, you remember the dance number in Severance? Yes. Oh, I, right. I love I love an unexpected and creepy dance number. Mm-hmm. I that's like one of my favorite moments from this movie is their little she has like a cute little 1960s mini dress on and they do a little dance number it's fantastic it really is mm-hmm. yeah. yeah sebastian stan is so good in this and he so is because creepy. he's yeah he's creepy but also charming at the same time mm-hmm. Where like in the beginning of the movie you're kind of falling for him alongside her you know it's like you're buying into that romantic comedy aspect and then like yeah. bam you just turn a corner and it's yeah cannibalism baby (laughs) i think in another movie it would be they would see him more heroically than they do in this or more Mm -hmm. not anti-heroically i would say but in this he's so pathetic yeah he's very pathetic yeah just and just no redeeming qualities Mm -hmm. once you get just a whisper below the surface there's no there there and i appreciate that and like at the end of the day he's such a small little narcissist of a man and i don't know i feel like someone else might try to lionize him a little bit more but mimi cave was like "Mm -mm." no 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 and i i appreciate her for that yeah and i i really also loved the like artistic Hannibal style food shots you know (laughs) yes yes it made it look a little bit appetizing but also grotesque like when he just pulled out that leg oh yes (laughs) it's so grotesque shaving it like prosciutto or something oh the boob steak the boob steak (laughs) oh god I forgot it and oh god with all like the mammary glands in it oh it's so gross it's so so cool So gross, but so cool. And I mean, because this movie just oozes stylishness, I think. Yeah. It's just cool. Yeah, uh, I agree. One of the mini cannibal films we watched this year because (laughs) as a human, as the human race, we're just metaphorically eating one another. Why not just turn it into a horror movie? I mean, why not? (laughs) <laughs> all right so for those of you who have somehow missed fresh don't worry it's also streamable you can check it out on hulu or if you have the hulu disney bundle you can check it out there all right Perfect. numero two <laughs> what is number two ariel 
Hellbender, directed by the Adams family. Yeah, <laughs> I told you we'd be talking about them again. Yes. <laughs> Talk about movies that are cool as hell. Oh my gosh, this movie is so cool. It has such a cool vibe. Just the aesthetics of the way it looks and the music and how mm-hmm. they look when they're playing the music. I want that crown oh, cool. so oh, bad. Oh my gosh, I know, right? want that i want that crown and i want to start that band (laughs) that's why they need to adopt us so we can join the family band (laughs) (laughs) yes i like it let's continue i don't play any instruments and i can't sing but i could learn the triangle or something you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this movie is really really cool again this has that interesting twist on the sort of witchy mythology it's a little bit of a monster movie it's a little bit of a witch movie it's a little bit of very much a feminist film um and it's it's just really speaks to this fascinating voice that the family has developed together it's full of unexpected twists and turns when we talked to them and we discussed this sort of esophageal birth canal into the, <laughs> into this pocket universe where she's like eating someone yes it's just it's so, so, cool. so cool the way they menstruate that was yes! so cool to learn that i yes. love how they the way that they eat like mm-hmm. where they're eating all of these these like vegetation things like acorns and shit but it all kind of looks dead they're like mm-hmm. dried out, you know, the way that they do their magic is really neat mm-hmm. with all of the stuff from the earth, but combining with blood and it's just the phrasing of how they talk about their magic too is really, really cool. Yeah. It's a special film uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's unlike anything else that I've seen in this subgenre. It takes a genre that we love and that has been kind of explored like anything witchy, oppressed women, sort of Salem witch trials adjacent, any of those kinds of things are always really fascinating to me. But what is often a part of that is this idea that they're like seduced by the devil, right? That there is like a Mm -hmm. ultimate male patriarchal power that is where they get the source of their power. Like I love the witch, incredibly feminist movie, super, super cool. But at the end of the day, we have that sort of patriarchal scene at the end where he seduces her and offers her butter. I mean, that's the way to get me to go, but whatever. (laughs) But in this, the men are removed. They are like self procreating yeah and they're they're, completely unnecessary it is very much like from the the mystical feminine is is sort of the source and the origin of the power in this film it's just so cool man it's just really interesting it it really is and you know toby poser is such a good actor but Mm -hmm. i think it was also really cool to see zelda her daughter Mm -hmm. really transform not that she wasn't good in the deeper you dig but i felt like she really kind of had a level of like confidence in her acting mm. in this one that wasn't necessarily present in the previous film. And the fact that she got to direct a lot of this too. And some of the aerial shots that they did, like those were all her ideas. I just think right. that that's so cool that they're doing that kind of stuff with their kids. Yeah, absolutely. And it was cool that Lulu was in this one too. Like the, I know, whole, the, the yes. whole gang was there for this one. <laughs> I mean, dad was in it less, but he had a really yeah. cool exit. I have to say again, That's true. <laughs> had not really seen anything like that before. Nope. And then I, I can't talk about this movie without saying one of my favorite things, which is the key hand. It's just yeah. cool, man. It's just it's cool a very creative idea. It's a visual moment. We saw a lot of amazing special effects all year. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of effects thousands of effects and the one one of the ones that i always think about that stands out from the pack is this very simple mm-hmm. thing with the hand key coming out of the hand because it's just 
it's so uncanny and unexpected and I just loved it. I just loved yeah. it. It's one of my favorite things I saw this year was yeah, that, super was memorable. that specifically that moment and in, in a movie packed with incredible moments. All right. Number one, what this, <laughs> I will say this hellbender and this one, it was tight, 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 tight. The numbers are not like when I did the math are very, very close. It could have gone either way, but what took the number one spot this year? Watcher directed by Chloe Akuno. Yep. <laughs> yep. This one was real good. I love this movie so much. And I know that it was on the top of our top 10 of the entire year of 2022, mm -hmm. not just women directed, because that's how much we love Watcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So good. It is such a tight thriller. It's so creepy and unsettling and disturbing and it the relationship between her and her husband as well as like the police officers and all mm -hmm. of the men around her is so interesting and feels very familiar I think yeah. to most women and uh I just also had so much fun with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I uh -huh. didn't mind watching this multiple times this year because I had such a good time each time and the relationship with her neighbor oh my gosh i almost mm -hmm. forgot about that that mm. was so great too mm. with her dancer neighbor yeah oh, she such was a good... great i know she was so great yeah i love this movie i think that this movie does such i listen to a lot of like true crime podcasts or yeah. like that that podcast something was wrong mm -hmm. and a big reoccurring theme in those real life stories is the way that lack of belief is incredibly isolating and incredibly it makes you incredibly vulnerable and that there is oftentimes lots and lots of you know like expression of need for help and yeah. like people being like either not believing you or being like sorry he hasn't done anything that bad so we can't do anything and i think this movie really takes that real world issue and capitalizes it and makes it terrifying it also does a really good job at presenting different ways that men even men who are probably very like self-identified feminists mm -hmm. fail women specifically in the case of the husband he does such a good job at play acting the supportive husband he knows the things to say but when push comes to shove you see the truth yeah there's zero support there and he doesn't actually believe her and, the and same... he was patronizing yes. her <laughs> <laughs> and that to me I think that's the kind of invisible stuff that yeah. happens all the time that is really well presented here so that's what makes this total Hitchcockian throwback incredibly modern it speaks to like real modern female anxiety discussion things that are hard to express which is why like things like gaslighting are so effective is because like they're often invisible or like hard to highlight so to see those kind of really come to the screen was cool and then on top of that the villain in this is terrifying the casting is so perfect yes <laughs> Yes. Burn Borman is just yes. fantastic. <laughs> oh my god. The the scene in the in the um, movie theater mm. where she just is slowly turning her head and the way that the camera this is such great direction on Chloe Akuno's part where she doesn't let you see his face for the longest time. Yep. You don't get any catharsis around that for the longest time. And then when you do, it's just like 
like much like the character herself when you finally put a face to it and it's sort of this like nebbish small man but who is still radiating like yeah. a, an oppressive wrongness well, when the when the cop brings him over to her door and they have oh! him like shake hands oh! there she is makes something him, her touch him i oh! know and there's something like you said so neb- nebbish and like kind of pathetic and meek about him That's but also this like underlying creepiness and then when you finally get to the scene on the subway Oof. and he stands up and he is talking to her and he gives his little like monologue yeah oh he's so creepy and unsettling i love that scene so much and when you realize what is in that bag mm, mm. It's really good. (laughs) I just love the turn that happens in that scene. Yeah. The writing of that. Like it starts off and it's disarming and it it's so manipulative because she drops her armor to some Mm -hmm. degree and like he pulls her in and makes her apologize and she's scared, but he's using sort of like social leverage to to pull her out of like a safe guarded place yeah and to make her feel bad for judging him almost well he has a human head next to him i know and but then the turn happens he can't he can't do it like the hatred is so palpable that he can't do it Mm -mm. for very long and it it comes out micah monroe is (sighs) stellar in this i adore i've always loved her in everything and i she's so good in this yeah and yeah i don't know this movie is it's great it's I just it. <laughs> really special and great. And it's one I think I will revisit for years to come. Yeah, and it just solidifies what I already knew when I saw Ratma, <laughs> that Chloe Okuno is one to watch. For sure. She is excellent. I hope she stays in this genre. She can probably do whatever she wants, but I hope she stays here because... I really do too, because she's yeah. so good. She's mm-hmm. so good. The tension in this is so mm. perfect, and mm. a lot of movies don't mm. get that right or no. cannot sustain it for the length of time of the whole movie, which is what she's able to do. Yeah. So She has good timing. Like it's Very like there's good timing. Co- confident timing mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Watcher is excellent. If you haven't seen it, get into it (laughs) (laughs) and here's where you can do that you can do it god what are we gonna i love shutter i hope shutter never goes away i know i know i'm nervous about all the sort of shakeups that are happening over there but i need it to stay because they've been such a good champion of yeah directors directors of color yes need them to continue (laughs) yes so if you are not if you are a fan of this show if you love what we do if you want us to continue to have lots of opportunities to talk about lots of amazing women like do go and subscribe to shutter of all the streaming services that's the one yeah that's the one (laughs) yeah and if you have it you'll be able to watch watcher you can also see it on amc plus all right, that is our list for 2022. Um, we do are going to really quickly run through some honorable mentions, things that didn't quite make the list or because of the math. So let's let's get into those real quick. Ariel, what's your first honorable mention? So my first honorable mention is Slashback. It is directed mm. by Nyla Anuksuk. She is an indigenous director from the Arctic and it's really great. I know that this one flew a little bit under the radar for folks. It's a smaller, very small budget indie film. I don't know that everybody saw it, but I thought that this movie was really fun. 
And I think it shows a lot of promise for her as a director and, you know, creative person, because I think there's like so much cool stuff in here creatively and about aliens, but mostly the relationship with the girls in Mm -hmm. this movie. So, yeah, I just hope more people give it a go because it's a little rough around the edges, but I think it's totally worth your time. And you should definitely listen to Ariel's awesome interview. Yes, exactly. Nyla. Yeah, because, you know. Ariel's the best. Aww. And if you want to see this, again, Shudder, get yep. it, get into it. Shudder or AMC Plus is where you can stream Slashback. All right. So my first one is one that it's such a surprising movie. I don't know if you've seen this yet. And it is Run, Sweetheart, Run by Shauna Fest. Have you seen it I have it yet? not gotten a chance to see okay. that one yet. Yeah. I will not spoil it for you, okay. but I guarantee it's not the genre you think it is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One of our co-hosts on Zombie Girls who's been here on More Deadly, Matilda, watched it in a couple different segments and I saw her and she kept being like, oh, it's this kind of movie. Oh, it's this kind of movie. And I was like, (laughs) keep going. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's really interesting. It has a very unique mythology. Ella Belinska, who plays Sherry, the main character, is really great. Palu Asmik, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, is the sort of Sebastian Stan character of this movie, shall we say. Sort of starts as a romantic comedy, turns into something else over the course of the movie. He is terrifying. He was so great in his character of Game of Thrones that they totally wasted. So to get him to see go like full villain in this was a ton of fun. This movie does not pull punches. It is not afraid to kill people in gruesome fashion. The innocent are not spared. It is, <laughs> it goes for it. It is very much a popcorn movie. Like, just have fun with it. That's what I did. I watched it. I was visiting our friend Jody in England, and she was working, and it was raining outside, so I decided to have a, an indoor day. And so me and her cat snuggled up and watched this. Aww. No regrets. Had a very <laughs> great time. If you have not seen it yet, I definitely recommend giving it a shot. I guarantee you don't know where it's going it is one of the most surprising movies that i saw this year i was like oh this is not the movie i thought it was and and that to me was a lot of fun so run sweetheart run is available for streaming on prime video so give it a look see all right you what's your next honorable mention so my next one is glorious directed by rebecca mckendry Yes, Rebecca is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, another woman we got to interview last year. Mm -hmm. So this is the HP Lovecraft Cthulhu inspired glory hole movie that you never knew you needed in your life. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a bizarre concept that shouldn't work, that you have a god talking to a dude through a hole (laughs) in Mm-hmm. in the bathroom stall uh-huh. but it really works there's gross out humor there's like satirical moments there is some wild special effects stuff happening yeah. it. and it's just super entertaining and there's a twist part way through the movie that i also didn't see coming so mm-hmm. yeah i would highly highly recommend this one if you need a good time yeah, J.K. Simmons is essentially just a voice in this through the glory hole. Right. And he's amazing. <laughs> he's he's so fantastic. <laughs> and Ryan Quantin, man, does he go for it. He really, oh, yeah. he he's goes so there. I love and the part where he thinks he's escaping. Yes, I was just going to say that, <laughs> where he's crawling through the vents and he thinks he's going to get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. It is <laughs> really, really great. 
Yeah. I, I love Rebecca McKendry. She's amazing. And she's a really interesting filmmaker. And I had so much fun with this movie. I love how like subversive and strange she w- is willing to go. And if you can make this movie, you can make me watch whatever you make. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So glorious. Again, if you want to see it, guess where? Shudder. <laughs> Are you sensing a pattern? This is not on purpose. We're not this <laughs> we're getting no monies from Shudder. But honestly, that is where all of the women directed horror films largely were this year. Yep. You know? This next one, my last honorable mention, is not on Shudder. It's on Prime, which is the other place that we've been seeing a lot of these things, is the Sundance winning film Nanny. Directed by Nikki Atajutsu, who is also going to be directing a a film adaptation of her incredible short film, Suicide by Sunlight, for Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Production? Productions, I think. Productions, yeah. That's so Um, exciting. Yes. And you know what? Having seen this movie, I get it. I get Mm -hmm. why that would be the the next move for her. This movie is beautiful. It is heartbreaking. It shows what a unique voice Nikki Arujusu has. Uh, Aisha is the main character in this, played by Anna Diop, and she is stellar. Stellar in this. She will twist your heart into knots. But it's, it's this really compelling immigrant story. These are stories that surround us but never get told. So to get to hear the story and see this world mm. perspective was great. It is also very cool in that it is steeped in West African folklore. There is an interesting take on that that is initially kind of like you feel like it's monstrous, but it's more complex than that, which speaks to sort of like the complexity of that folklore, which is so often not really presented in the genre. Like if you think about typically how West African folklore shows up in places like horror, I mean, we're talking about child's play, which is pretty benign, but still like, it's very like exotified and, and certainly not a lot of respect for it. So to see it presented in this way from someone who understands that culture, who really like when I interviewed her, she talked about one of her greatest and strengths as a filmmaker, but also one of her biggest struggles is she is like a incredible, incredible researcher and she doesn't know when to draw stop (laughs) but the thing is is it allows her to make this incredibly thematically dense film it's not ooky spooky so i think people going into it expecting that maybe let down but the horror comes from like a very different kind of isolation and it's the kind of isolation that people who are taken from the familiar and the the comforts of of family and friends and their culture and and their country all of those kinds of things it's incredibly isolating in a way that a cabin in the woods can never be and the vulnerability that that creates um is is a large source of horror there's also a really sweet love story in it i don't know it's a very very special film that at once Sundance does not surprise me at all. And I cannot, like, Nikki Onojisu is about to be huge. I'm so excited. Could not be happier about it. Like, I could not be happier to see her blow up because, God, does she deserve it. Yeah, and we love that short so much. So to see it get bigger and Mm -hmm. see what else, you know, explorations can happen in that world she created is very exciting. Very, very exciting. All right. So that is it for our lists. We do have some listener mail, but I'm going to save it for the next episode. Larry has a counterpoint to our 
don't worry, Darlie episode, but I don't feel oh, like this is the right okay. venue for it. So I'm going to okay. save it for next episode when we're actually back to reviewing a film. Sounds so good. Larry, if you're listening, don't worry. We will definitely still be covering that email. I just, it feels like a weird place to do right now uh, at the end of this episode. Only because I, I had don't worry, darling, on my list, and it didn't, but it didn't quite make it. So uh, I think, well, yeah, we'll save it yeah. for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. So. If, like Larry, you want to send us an email, you can do that at rachel at zombiegirls.com. You can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook page, or you can slide into the DMs at ZG Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're getting your pause. Uh, rate and review us. Make us feel good. Uh, let people know we exist. All that good stuff, right? If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight, because we didn't just give you... 14 recommendations then you can check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on all the streaming services as well as on video on demand if you want to support us you can do it a few different ways with cash monies you can buy our merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch that's right by now you should have seen our new design We've posted it on their socials. Come check it out. You can now put that on a t-shirt, on a, I don't know, a, a throw pillow, all kinds of stuff. It's <laughs> whatever you want. It's really cool design by our friend Michelle, who's an incredible artist. Yeah, and we're she, super excited about it because she did a fantastic job, I think. I mean, like, I realize I'm a narcissist for putting on a shirt on my <laughs> own body, but I can live with that because i'm just focusing on the fact that it has your beautiful face on it so it's not it's not as bad (laughs) it's true though it's true so you can do that or you can join our patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls where you get extended episodes bonus episodes you get to join our discord you get to enjoy all of our zombie bite episodes as well as other cool things that we have planned this year who knows i told you this this year is full of endless possibilities so there's going to be some cool stuff coming up and now it's a great time to join the patreon so that you can be a part of it and see all of it and enjoy all of it all right so that is it for my plugs we just have to talk about what we're going to do on the next episode all right ariel so it's your turn to pick the next movie what are we going to be watching so we are going to be watching sorry about the demon directed by emily haggins i'm excited (laughs) yeah it's about a young man struggling with a broken heart who learns that his new place is full of restless spirits oh fun yeah and you can watch it on shutter so just more reasons to get a shutter subscription (laughs) yeah put it in your eyeballs we're going to talk about it in two weeks yes all right awesome i guess unless people are sticking around for the extended episode where we're going to be talking about what we're looking forward to in 2023 which spoiler there is a lot of amazing stuff coming from women directors next year that is it for us today ariel take us out all right everybody thank you so much for listening to another episode of the more deadly podcast thank you for wrapping up 2022 with us and now we're going to look forward to 2023 where we're going to talk to a ton more women cover a ton more women directed horror movies and we hope that you join us on that journey all right we'll see you next time bye everybody bye everybody so i just had a thought 2023 if you add those numbers up you get seven right two two three (laughs) okay that's a lucky number everybody knows that (laughs) okay so this is the lucky year it's literally math (laughs) indisputable it's a fact now math facts math facts (laughs) i uh, now i need to share a bladder fact and i gotta pee really quickly i'll be right back (laughs) 
Thanks to everyone for listening. And thanks to my co-host, Ariel, who's always willing to come on here and geek out about horror with me. And finally, thanks to the women who make the horror films we love so much. Production of this episode was done by yours truly. Editing was done by Ariel Missman Rucker. And our theme song, More Deadly, was by Elizabeth Kyle and Eric Neal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode where we are going to be talking about the horror movies that we'll be talking about this year. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, they're seriously like it's January 12th as of the recording of this episode. And already there are dozens of amazing sounding women directed horror films this was not the reality when we started this podcast no it was not i mean do you remember when we made that list yeah and we were like scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to come up with enough and we weren't sure if we could sustain the podcast <laughs> we can't keep up now no I, we can't we can't the cover the best all. problem it yes is, like we've turned things like we've stopped doing separate episodes for the director's cut and combining those two simply because there's so much out there that like it's a way that we can cover more yes yeah it's amazing it's the best problem to have Um, absolutely and like i said some of these are women we've talked about their films before like it's it's exciting exciting stuff i don't know i love it it's a great time to be a woman horror director or a woman horror fan of women horror directors yeah it really is it really is oh i'm so excited i know about some of these i think but i'm guessing that there are because of how many you're just talking about there are probably some that even i am not aware of yet all right let me count them i'll tell you how many there are one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty okay so not dozens but there are twenty there are already twenty and it's january 12th right so and like, there will I, be more that we there are more yeah. on the list but these like some of them are ones that have been kind of like percolating for a while yeah. like the witches you're not East sure Wick. exactly when it's going to come out yeah yeah yep. so i i didn't include those so there's actually on our master list of women horror of women directed horror films there's actually more but these are the ones that we know like fairly confident that they're definitely getting made and should be coming out this year there might be some here that are a little questionable but i'm excited about them so we're talking about it okay anyway. yeah let's do it should we get into it yeah lay right, on this, me so this is one that's technically already out in theaters by the way this is gonna okay. be alphabetical okay <laughs> <laughs> it's technically already out in theaters but it's not out on video on demand streaming yet and when it is it's something we'll cover and that is the film alice darling oh yeah i mean we've been hearing about this one a little bit for a while now i'm very excited Yes, definitely. So this one is directed by Mary Nighy, and it is her feature debut. Okay. Um, And it is about a young woman who is trapped in an abusive relationship and becomes the unwitting participant in an intervention staged by her two closest friends. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, but how is this like a horror or thriller? And that's where I'm curious. That's where I get excited. (laughs) For sure. That sounds it, really interesting. Yes. It stars Anna Kendrick, which is oh. kind of against type to be in a spooky That's one. interesting. Anna Kendrick. She's got real good timing, though. So Yeah. I think comedy and horror kind of yeah. go well together. And you know what? She was in that um, that one thriller with Blake Lively. Yes. You know, I never saw that, and I always meant to. Did it's you pretty see entertaining. It with- yeah. Oh, that's okay. 
I need to get into it. And she was, I feel like I remember her being good in that. So I could see her either doing horror comedy or falling in well with a more tense plot line too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The film also stars the most beautiful person on the planet. One Mimo Saku, who was in, um, she was the like more voluptuous and gorgeous sister in um, Lovecraft Country. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I love her. She was Me so too. good in that. She was so good. Yeah, she's excellent. She was so great in his house. But honestly, yes. I just like looking at it. She's just so beautiful. I'm like, such a creep when she's beautiful. on screen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's like also like in um uh the Loki series, but she's like super uh-huh. butch of that. I'm like Uh. (laughs) yeah yes she's so gorgeous and so talented so like lots of reasons to check out alice darling okay so this next one is one that like has been bubbling around for a while it did like festivals and got really great reviews and it has like super cool cast in it and it's a film called biosphere directed by mel eslin 